You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey guys, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Screeners Podcast. My name is Chris. This is Chad. I'm Melody. And I'm Daniel. And we are back again to talk all things, well, actually, we're only going to talk one thing, media, today, and that is our review of Ready Player One. But before we dive in, I wanted to make sure that all of you knew that we'd love to hear from you. So if you are interested in what we are talking about, whether it be the movies or the television shows, the video games, we want to hear from you on our Facebook page. Head over there and interact with us. Comment on the posts. We love to hear from you. Uh, Head over to Twitter. Uh, I think we're at screeners cast on twitter you can just uh, search screeners podcast on facebook and we would love to hear from all you all right let's dive in to the oasis my name is wade watts my dad picked that name because it sounded like a superhero's alter ego like peter parker or bruce banner but he died when i was a kid my mom too and i ended up here Sitting here in my tiny corner of nowhere, there's nowhere left to go. Nowhere. Except the Oasis. The IMDb description of Ready Player One reads, When the creator of a virtual reality world called the Oasis dies, he releases a video in which he challenges all Oasis users to find his Easter egg, which will give the finder his fortune. Well, how appropriate that Ready Player One comes out this weekend. It's it's Easter on Sunday, and so we release basically a movie that's that's one big Easter egg hunt. So uh, that's that's pretty appropriate. This is directed by Steven Spielberg. It's an adaptation of Ernest Cline's novel of the same name. It stars Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cooke, Ben Mendelsohn, and Mark Rylance, and many more. I am the only screener who has not read this novel. All the rest of you guys have read it, so um, I'm very yeah. curious to hear. Uh, we've talked about this this movie many times on the podcast before. It was Chris's most anticipated movie of the year. It's it's such a big film that Steven Spielberg filmed it, and then it was taking so long in post that he went ahead and filmed another movie, The Post, which was nominated for some Oscars. So uh, very uh, very big scale, huge effects driven film. Let's dive right in. Chris. Wait, hang, hang on. Did you just say in post he directed the post? Because that's funny. That's exactly what he did. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, Chris, this was your most anticipated. So uh, how yes. did it live up to your, uh, how did it live up to your opinion of the novel? Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Okay. So the question is, is how did this live up to my opinion of the novel? Well, look, here, here's what I'll say. Ready Player One is one of my favorite novels I've ever read. I had so much fun with that book. Uh, it was a blast. So many wonderful callbacks to uh, pop culture from the 80s and 90s, the time that I was growing up, just stuff that I was familiar with. I just, I really loved that book. This movie is, I would say, a more of a based on than a direct adaptation of the book. In fact, there's very little that happens as far as the plot like the actual plot beats in this movie are vastly different than what happens in the book uh, and so what would be fun is is you know they're different experiences and I think 
for me anyway, what Steven Spielberg did, I think is actually more appropriate for the screen than a direct adaptation of the novel. The novel was jam-packed with all kinds of, like I said, callbacks and Easter eggs and all kinds of crazy, cool, great stuff, but it would have just been way too overwhelming and very difficult to have shot a true kind of beat-for-beat plot of that book. I was very curious how he was going to do it, and he just didn't. (laughs) He just made up with Ernest, Ernest Klein, because he's actually a writer on this movie, You can tell they just wanted to get the spirit of the book. And so most of the, how would I say it, like the the feeling and what they're trying to say comes across in the movie, but it's very different than the book. I really enjoyed both. I had a blast with the movie. I think it is just a lot of fun. It's it's just a great, well-put-together, fun popcorn movie. And I, I just I just really did have, have a blast. I, I really want to dive more into it because I think there are a lot of spoilers, especially if you've read the book and you're anticipating this movie. I would say don't anticipate a direct adaptation because most and almost everything has changed. Um, I didn't know that going in. I just was going in fresh. Uh, and so I was actually pleasantly surprised with what they did with the uh, with the material. And um, I just really enjoyed the characters. I thought they were very true to the characters of the book. Uh, the things that they cut out, I think, were appropriately cut out. The things they added in, I think, actually added to the visual medium. So for me, I had a blast with this. I can't wait to see it again. I'll just leave it at that. I know there's a lot more to talk about, but that's kind of my... Because there's a lot of weight there. <laughs> there's a lot of people who are going to go into this. I saw this with a group of friends, and all of them had read the book And coming out of it, I think everybody was really disappointed with this movie. They did not like it at all. Melody, she'll tell you how she thought. But I just, they, they were very down on the movie. But for me, I actually enjoyed it because I think, I think they did a good job of being true to the spirit of the book, but not just retelling it. They're two very completely different uh, experiences. So I liked it. I I think it was, uh, it was well done. All right. So uh, high praise. It sounds like from Chris Melody, uh, Chris was referencing your feelings. What do you think of Ready Player One? Yeah, I thought he was about to just give it all away there. But he was not actually accurate in what he said. We saw it with a group of seven people, and I think every one of the seven had like a different range like on a scale of love and hate. Chris was obviously the top of the love scale, um, <laughs> which was not surprising to any of us. But yeah. um, no, I, not everybody hated it besides Chris. Uh, let me just say that. I'm probably like middle of the road on the scale, to be honest. I was more disappointed than I anticipated about some of the changes from the book. And I didn't know. I didn't know going in that it was going to be such so different. Um, just as far as all of the puzzles and all of the things. I, I I didn't know that it was going to be so different. And so I'm trying to decide like if I would have wanted to know that or did I like being surprised by all of this new content. Like I didn't hate the new content. In fact, some of it I completely loved, which we can get into in spoilers. But I guess I was just really thrown off by not getting to see some things that I was really hoping to see on the screen. But that's not my biggest problem with the movie because I do think they did a good job retelling the story in this way with these plot points and these different nods than the nods that I was expecting from the book. The thing that I didn't love, honestly, I don't think they got the characters like 
completely right. And I know it's hard to do in a movie versus a book. I know that. But overall, like the look of the characters, the feel of the characters, the feel of the group together was great. And they did get that on point. But specifically Artemis, I just didn't like her in this movie. And I like her so much in the book. I feel like a lot of her strength of a char- of the strength of her character was taken away in the movie to me she did, she did not feel like an equal or an even better player than Wade and I was really disappointed by that I was disappointed by I was disappointed by her look too overall and even Wade too like I didn't I didn't love him as much as I did in the book like he was fine I loved him because I knew his character from the book but if I were just seeing this movie, I don't know that I would love him. So I'm really interested to see what Daniel thinks of it, honestly, because it's hard to like divorce what you already know about these characters from the book. So overall, like I said, I'm probably middle of the road. I would like to see it again now that I know what to expect so that I can go appreciate it for what it is. Because it is beautiful on the screen and it's still fun and interesting and the, the puzzles are cool. But there was just so many moments from the book that I was hoping to see that I didn't, that I couldn't help but be a little bit disappointed. So middle of the road for me. Very interesting. Okay, Chad, what did you think of the film? Well, I also, like uh, the Farrell family over there, very much enjoyed the book, although I don't think I'm quite as positive as you guys seem to be on the book. I enjoyed the story. I loved the things that happened in the book, and I enjoyed the characters in the book. But the writing in the book is not very good. And so it was it was a little bit more difficult for me to just fully love the book while I did, like I said, appreciate the story. So going into this, I had seen none of the trailers except for a little bit of the very first one and hadn't read anything about it. So I was very surprised uh, as it went along and uh, having now seen the film and then begin to look online at trailers and, and reading articles and things about it, I was surprised to see how many things were different, specifically related to choices that Spielberg made related to Spielberg and, and things that he has had a hand in. And so I'll save that for spoilers. But uh, I did go into this just hopeful because how can you not be with the pairing of Steven Spielberg in this subject matter? I was extremely disappointed with the first 40 minutes of this movie. I liked I liked how it started up to the title card. I thought that was a nice setup where we get the voiceover and they're kind of explaining a little bit about this world and the Oasis. And then it kind of sets the central theme or the central challenge, I guess, of what's going to happen. It lays down the MacGuffin nicely and then we get the title card. And then really from a pacing standpoint for the next like 30 minutes, I was really bored. This movie was, was slow and a little bit heavy handed in the way that it was trying to just cram so much information information into the narrative so that we could understand it that I was really worried that said there comes a point where the central conflict is established and our characters start to interact more and then from that point forward it really picks up so just a couple couple of the low points first and then a couple of the high points for me so I think one of the major missed opportunities of this movie is I don't think they did enough with the relationship building of the characters uh, the characters that we care about the the team of five uh, and I'm trying to keep this as generic as I can there's just not 
everything is accelerated in this movie, which is strange because it's a two hour and 20 minute movie, but all of the relationship building and the things that really make you latch on and care about what's happening to these people is really fast forwarded so that we can get to the action. And so it feels a little bit short circuited for me, uh, especially with some of the the Asian characters and just this crew of five. There's a lot of things. Also want to echo what, what Melody said specifically about the love interest in this movie. That was, that was a bummer because they really, Really made that thing happen really fast and so much so that it got to the point where Artemis really was just a sounding board for Wade all the way through and was like a doe-eyed girl who was just automatically in love with this strong guy and that and it, it just didn't work as much for me because it's just there's a lot of that and this isn't about me wanting it to be like the book, but just as a film, there are a lot of things that need to need time to bake so that they can pay off later in the film. And I think this was a little little quick in the beginning. I also think they just had to do a better job of conveying the importance, the stakes of finding this Easter egg, not just about the money, but about how it represents overcoming oppression in this world and do a little bit better job about explaining how everything works through the narrative of what's happening as opposed to just a voiceover. Now that said, this movie has so many spill. This is like the most Spielberg movie, right? It's, <laughs> it yes. is an underdog. Oh yes. Excuse me. It's an underdog central character uh, raging against an evil corporation while falling for an independent female character who's while being surrounded by you know a ragtag group of people who overcome against staggering odds through sheer force of will and, and teamwork. And so it's all the things that Spielberg has done. And I'm a sucker for that. When I left this movie, I have to be honest and say that just as a standalone piece of work I really liked this movie quite a bit yeah. much more than I much more than I thought I was after the first 20 or 30 minutes there are a couple of set pieces in this movie that are off the charts exhilarating and fantastic and thrilling and we'll talk about those more in spoilers as shallow as some of the characters are and as poorly written or I shouldn't say written as poorly developed as some of them are I still love spending time with these characters I love the look of this film it's gorgeous I love the way that technology is visualized in this world uh, it's just really good and I left with a smile on my face because Spielberg dadgummit he got me again with his he's just so saccharine in the way that that all the stuff tied up and so I do want to see this movie again because I have I do have significant problems with it specifically in the first half but overall if I'm being completely honest with myself I walked away happy and I would recommend this movie I really did like it quite a bit yeah Daniel I'm curious to hear as someone who hasn't read the source material, what you thought. Yeah, so we have uh, Chris likes it a lot. Would you say love, Chris, or you just likes it a lot? Uh, I think I described it to Melody as I adored this movie. Adored, okay. Like, it, it is what Chad just said. I was edge of my seat just loving this moment. This movie went by really quick for me. You said it's two and a half hours. That would like surprise me. I was like, that can't possibly be true. It felt like a 90-minute movie. So, yes, I adored this film. Everything I ate up, like... Like it was candy. It was great. Okay. And then Melody's middle of the road and Chad has a lot of problems with it, but really enjoyed it as well. So this is kind of why I, I, I don't usually like to read books before their movies come out because for me, then the movie can stand on its own. You know, I don't have to compare it to anything, any, any source material or anything like that. For me, 
man, Ready Player One is just about the most fun I've had in the theater in a really long time. I nice. absolutely loved this movie so much. All right. Um, it's, it's, That's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's insane and over the top. And look, there are there are definitely some problems with it. I definitely see what you guys are saying about Artemis' character, that she, she's, she's very underdeveloped, um, and I don't need to read the book to, to see that. She was, she's supposed to be a very, a super strong, like they're talking about how she's this kind of, le- not legendary, but like a lot of people know who she is, and she's... Le- legend, legendary she's is legendary. correct. Well, there you legendary go. is correct. And then Wade's always better than her. Like from, from the get-go, he's better than her. So it just didn't, it didn't make any sense. So she's a little underdeveloped, but... This is just so much fun. The the visuals are insane. I mean, they're they're spectacular. Not opening car chase, but near the beginning, that the the car race through the city yeah. with King Kong and and all this crazy stuff. It was so much fun. This is like a classic, like throwback Spielberg movie mixed with innovative technology and VR and all this stuff. I mean, I loved it from beginning to end, and it may be a little light. But at the end of the day, it's it's a popcorn film, and it works really well that way. There are possibly there are deep, dark themes that you can explore when it comes to virtual reality and worlds like this. And and this film doesn't really it kind of tries, but it stays surface level. But honestly, that's okay because this this film is is a fun adventure. It's full of wonder and excitement. It's got a great quest that uh, was really interesting and exciting. And decent characters, even if they're a little underdeveloped. They're- I'm so glad to hear you say that, Daniel. Like I, I was, That's what Melody and I were talking about. We were curious if, if that would come across that way or if it would seem like it was ham-fisted. You know what I mean? No, I mean, it really was just fun. And, and I, I, I do want to lay on this point that it is very light. Um, I don't think I walked away with any any message or or things like that but but i just walked away thinking man that was a blast and so i think that's i think that's perfectly fine when a film is just a blast and i can't get over how great this film looks too i mean the visual effects are are stunning there's a sequence i guess i guess i won't talk about what sequence it is but where they go inside another movie um, yes that was so good that was mind-blowing i mean it was it really it really was i couldn't believe the the way it looked i i I really i don't i still don't understand what i saw because of how good it looked it was insane Um, i agree it it, it was really weird to see because it felt it felt it felt real and yet because you've been there before and yet somehow it couldn't be you know what i mean like this it was i don't know how this is it was so weird and because uh i was watching the film with my wife and she hadn't seen the film that they that they go go into into. and so i was sitting here going what is happening and she was just confused because she you know hadn't seen those images before um, yeah, it was insane. See, and and I feel like that was one of the things too that I was concerned about with this movie is that people would walk in and there's so many references in the book. Like if they were going to do a direct adaptation, there were moments in the book that I had to stop and like Google something just to right. kind of you know make sure that I understood. And that's the thing that you're constantly having to like be careful of is you have to at least show something to the audience that is familiar and yet you can also you can reference but also 
add to make it completely new and different. And that is that, that sequence does that. Like it is familiar. It is strange. And yet it complete, it goes in a completely different direction than the source material. So yeah. What I love about all the pop culture. I mean, this, this is the most Easter eggy movie of all time. I mean, there's just, there's, there's quite literally thousands of references or, or appearances from, from different pop culture things that you can't possibly catch them all in 10 viewings. Yeah. And so, but the the beautiful thing about it is it 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 felt natural. It really I was wondering how how it was going to fit in this world and how overwhelming it was going to feel. And it really honestly felt natural when they were in the oasis for all these things to appear and and it honestly never felt like cheap you know, cheap winks at the audience, like, "Hey, look at this thing we threw in." It never felt that way to me. Or even, or even product placement. That was right. one of the things that I was concerned with. That it was going to feel really like, "Okay, we get it. You are obviously promoting this." Right. So, yeah, I it, agree ju- it felt like way. a love letter to pop culture. It, it felt honest instead of just you know using these things to show how much they know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I really love this film. So is there anything else you guys, any other things? Chad, you said you have a lot of issues. Did you kind of cover those things or do you want to move, wait till spoilers? Well, I'll, I'll probably wait for most of those to spoilers. I think one of the main things that I didn't touch on that is kind of an anchor for me is that I don't think they did enough at the beginning to really establish who Parcival's character is is as a person and what makes him unique and what makes his knowledge base about Halliday unique and his his circumstances in his in his real life that lead directly into the motivation of trying to find this Easter egg the same thing for all for all the other ancillary characters that they're talking about when about how legendary they are in the oasis as as players I just think they drop the ball there to make us care about these people but then to compound that a little bit for me is that I think that that Ty Sheridan's performance is pretty bland just in general for a character that really needs to be somewhat magnetic. Not necessarily. It's not a typical leading man kind of role, but I just thought his performance felt somewhat stilted and just distant where the, whereas the people around him I thought were were more engaged so that was another problem because he's our main guy all the way through and I didn't think he was able to pull in I did want to ask you guys though did uh, were any of you surprised at the amount and I guess I just hadn't considered this going into it I don't know how else they would have done it but the amount of this that was just animated with uh, with performance capture no, I mean I you know seeing seeing the trailer I assumed and I've obviously been familiar with the book, I was just assuming that most of it would be animated. I mean, this, this really is a blending of the two. And the fact that they mention Zemeckis so much in this movie uh, is definitely a nod to that. I'm sure that Steven Spielberg felt like, thank you for doing everything you've done with your films over the past 15 or 20 years, because that is what this is. This is like the logical conclusion of that kind of uncanny valley stuff that Robert Zemeckis has been doing with uh, what was the uh, Christmas movie uh, about the train. Polar Express. Polar Express. Express. Yeah, Polar Express. And, you know, all those other films, the the one uh, about the the book the old like fantasy novel beowulf Beowulf. all those things have kind of that technology has led to this and i think i think it was fantastic i think it's the best implementation because it makes sense in the story that they're not supposed to be photorealistic i thought it worked for me that helped a lot and i i I asked you guys a few weeks ago judging from the trailer you know how it 
how it looked based on the book. Yeah. And it, it definitely works really well. I think that's uh, to the film's benefit. I think if if the Oasis was supposed to look photo real, this, yeah. this would have been a failure. But because it's okay if they look a little rubbery, they're in a video game. So right. that, exactly. that's a huge plus for the film because... I really had no... I don't remember ever having a problem with the visual effects in this movie. I think it was but, good from beginning to end. But just like you said, the moment that they walk into what is supposed to be a real world, it looks real. Yeah. Like, th- that was the mind-blowing thing. Like, in the Oasis, while they're in, like you said, this more rubbery, kind of flowy world, and I love the fact that Parzival's hair was constantly kind of waving right. and like a perfect, like very 80s, whatever. And so like, I-, I loved all that. But the moment they walked into a, what was supposed to be something you're really familiar with and grounded in a f- real film, I think those character models looked because you've been with them long enough, they looked legitimately like yep. they were supposed to be in this real world. It's just insane. It was really good. I, the visual effects, I didn't have a problem with at all. No, I never did. Yeah, same. And and to Chad's earlier point uh, about Wade, that's you're definitely right. They did not, uh, not having read the book, I didn't know any reason why Wade was special uh, at all. I just thought he was getting lucky and, and kind of just happening to to be really good at this game but yeah that was a little weak he 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 definitely it seemed like he was just happening upon all these knowledge i kept wondering why has that, nobody else found these things yet so that is kind of what the novel is though is I it mean, okay that is parts of all no 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 it's not he he's clearly establishes the expert of all things holiday well they do and that, in this and, too because i mean he, he yeah, keeps walking into kind, the they, they kind of do it felt like but he, they don't it, really it felt like anybody could have been doing i was wondering like when he was looking at all these scenes and artemis was shocked oh my gosh like this was the first time she had seen it i was like why why has nobody else done this yet uh, it was very. It, that was a little confusing, a little bit weak. So th- th- those exact things don't happen in the novel, but it's very similar in what happens in the novel. I mean, anyway, yeah, you're right. In the novel, he, there, there, most people are experts on Halliday. Like most people have like PhDs. There, you know what I mean. But just like they say in the in the in the in the novel and here in, in the movie, you know, it's been years, and so it's kind of just kind of worn off. People have tried stuff, it didn't work, and now it's kind of more like a fad that's not really working and so you know they've just kind of dropped off i'm sure when the when, when it first started there were thousands of people in the archives trying to look around but now like they say it's not it's just you know whatever in the novel there is no archive it's just you just watch stuff so hmm. you just pull up on the internet you know what i mean not like not like that but there's anyway it doesn't matter you know one thing we have not talked about yet is mark rylance his performance as holiday i thought was incredible because he was so awkward and quiet and yes. weird and i just thought he was so he was such a good juxtaposition for this insane world that he created and he's this really quiet awkward dude and i thought he was easily the best performance in the film did you hear that Gene Wilder was supposed to play that Which before he passed away? That would be amazing, <laughs> but uh, yeah. he turned it down, I guess. But yeah, no, he died. He, di- well, he no, passed I, away before they were able to. I, I, did he turn it yeah, down? He turned it down. Yeah, he he, oh, he, he he retired from acting. He hasn't been or before he died. Of course, he he wasn't in a, in a movie since '99. I guess he's just 
was done with acting. Got it. Yeah, I think the takeaway there is that Mark Rylance is phenomenal in yes. every single thing that he does, and I really like this Spielberg partnership he's got going with him. Yes, it, I, I can't get enough. It of almost that guy. made me yeah. forgive him for stealing Sylvester Stallone's Oscar, but I, he stole it. That's true. You're right. I take everything <laughs> I said back. Hey, listen, I gotta say though, like this entire, I you guys didn't like Ty Sheridan fine, but I think the rest of the cast is pretty fantastic from what's her name oh, Lena Lena, yeah she was fantastic tj miller is really like subtly funny in this i really liked his his uh thing simon Pegg, mark rylance and then ben mendelson is just i mean all these guys were it's pretty amazing cast it really is i agree that the acting is really strong i just feel like almost all of them are really severely underwritten and in a two hour and tw- and and i'm with i'm i'm with, i agree with daniel this movie isn't interested in any in any kind of deeper theme and i'm not looking for those kinds of things but in a movie that's two hours and 20 minutes long there should be a way just to get a little deeper with the character so that we so that we care a little bit more because had i not read the book i don't know that i would and daniel is we haven't invoked this term in a while but well, I'll pull out the old Chris Jr. and dust that off there a little bit. But I, I have a feeling that had I not read the book and seen this movie, that I would not have been as positive as he was. Because it's just, it's so shallow with what we understand of who they are and why they're doing what they're doing, that we really just have to enjoy the action, which is unbelievably awesome. Yeah, but it, um, I mean, it, it, it definitely just is, been better. It definitely feels shallow, but but the, the action more than makes up for it. And it's got enough of that, of enough heart. It's classic Spielberg. It has, you know, it has that adventurous spirit that just it's hard to it it's does. hard to turn it down hard to resist i agree uh i definitely agree some of the smaller characters feel almost random like all uh, with um you know h is pretty you you know you spend enough time with with her but then all of a sudden these two other dido and what's the other character's name uh show show, show. they just kind of appeared like they were just kind of there all of a sudden and I was very confused uh-huh. like they didn't all of a sudden they were just part of the team and I didn't understand where they came from I don't know if I missed something in the film or if that was just not there but all of a sudden they were just like yeah they're riding around in the van with us it's like oh yeah. okay interesting yeah they're 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 extremely important characters who you really care about in yeah. the book but beyond that, that was my point of what I was saying at the very beginning is they just don't do enough with this group of five people yeah. at the in the first half of the movie. They try to fast forward it to the second half of the movie, whereas mm-hmm. if they would have just spent some time, yeah. then it, we'd been we'd have been in the palm of his hand the whole way. Yeah, it definitely totally I, agree. Definitely. All right, so before we head into spoilers, we are going to do our normal rating. We're going to go around the circle and tell if you should watch this in theaters. If you should uh, rent it, if you should stream it on a platform you already have, like Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon, or if you should skip it altogether. Chris, what do you say? Oh, I mean, see this in the theater. It is, uh, yeah, I'm going to see this several more times. I'm very excited about my movie pass. So, yes, Ready Player One, theater, do it. Awesome. And Melody? Yeah, I think I'm the probably the most negative one on this movie here, but I definitely would still say go see it in the theater, and I will probably go see it again in the theater, which is, you know, I don't do that too often, so uh, it's solid. You'll have fun. All right. Chad? 
it's theater worthy. It's not just because the spectacle is uh, overwhelming, which it is in the best ways, but it's theater worthy. It's 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 a good time. Also, I will say this, though. I think that some of the marketing kind of skews a little bit as if this is a kid's movie. I don't think this is a kid's movie. No. I think, there, I think there's a lot of intense stuff in here, so just be aware of that. If you're thinking of taking your eight-year-old to see this, it may be a little intense. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely language, too, in yeah. this movie. It, it, is, sure. it, is, it is meant for people who grew up or are very familiar with the 80s and 90s and love the Amblin Entertainment logo before films. If you like that stuff uh, and you grew up at that time period, this movie is a love letter to you, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. But it's def- but but it is definitely theater worthy in my opinion. So go see it in the theater. Yeah, this is definitely more intense, I would say, than like Avengers. Like I feel I feel like this is a little bit step above that. Just just as you're thinking about bringing kids to it. But yes, theater worthy through and through. You should definitely see this in the theater. It is a beautiful film gorgeous spectacle and and a really fun adventure you should absolutely see it but i do think this will hold up really well at home too i think it'll be great so anyway all right we are going to move into spoilers for ready player one the first rule of fight club is you do not talk about fight club well you look nervous is it the scars you want to know how i got them there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. So, Melody, anything you wanted to talk about in spoilers? I mean, sure. I could unpack, like, all of the many things that I was missing from the book, but I don't know know that that's necessarily the point of what we're doing here. But I will say that I was really disappointed with with the opening of Halliday and, like, introducing the whole concept in general. Like, I wanted to see him at the funeral just like it was in the book. I wanted all of the the nods to all of the things. I just wanted to see that part. I was just so excited to see it and it just fell really flat to me. I think that (laughs) when they start racing for the first, the first key and it's this like car race, I'm just like, it's okay. I will say it has been a while since I read the books, but like I knew that that was not anything like what the first key is in the book. And I was just like, what? I'm so confused. If it felt way too easy. I think that's what bothered me with most of the clues and keys in this movie was that it just felt so much easier than it should or that it felt in the book. And I think that goes back to what you guys were saying about, you know, not really fully building the characters, not really fully explaining like how what they needed to actually know about Halliday, what they needed to actually, you know, figure out to get the clues. So, you know, all of that was disappointing. The part that I loved the most, and you guys already referenced it, was absolutely the shining stuff like that was the coolest thing i've ever seen i was just like so happily watching that on the screen and just like all right well if i can't have the book this is pretty cool so that was that was definitely one of my favorite moments i don't know i mean i could i could go through the whole movie but i think those were some of my bigger spoiler commentaries 
I agree. I kept I kept thinking if all they had to do was go in reverse at the beginning of this race, surely somebody even did that by accident. Exactly. <laughs> but, I was annoyed. Um, but, uh, I, but I mean, come on. The, the, you can't say I mean, again. Defend it, Chris. Defend it. Go do it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying if you're saying that silly, what happens in the book is just as silly. I mean, it's just that there's a hidden thing that he had to find on the same home planet that he was from. Because I mean, the 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 learning planet that he was on. It's very similar. Like you, he just found a clue that was hiding in plain sight the entire time. He just thought about it differently and was able to figure it out. Like I don't, I don't know. I stand by my statement that somebody would have backed up by accident. I, but, I agree. I agree. But I, all right, whatever. I, the the <clears throat> sure. second, the second thing with the shining, I agree, was so well done that it made me wish retroactively that the first thing was right. was something like that and the last thing as well. Although. The battle at the end was insanely so good. I loved it so much. So it was so good. It was. crazy And wasn't good. that pretty cl- close to the book? That was one of yes. the closer yes. things to the book. Yes. Yes. That, that I is. I felt like that I was actually watching what I pictured when I read the yes. book. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the moment that, you know, he, that the curator gave him the quarter, I knew, okay, good. Thank goodness that's still in this movie. Okay, but like, speaking of the quarter, <clears throat> I was yeah. really disappointed he just gave it to him. Like, why didn't he have to earn it? Why couldn't be- he have done Pac-Man? Where's well, no, the Pac-Man? Because, well, because, I mean, obviously Pac-Man was probably something they had to get the rights to or whatever, whatever. Well, but but at the same people. time, at the same time, it was still, he figured it out. I mean, you know, it was Simon Pegg who realized, oh, okay, so this kid is actually caring about the situation. He's not just some jerk. I'm going to give him the most, one of the most powerful magical artifacts in the entire Oasis. And he won't even know it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that was pretty cool. I like that. And again, like you don't see that coming and you know, it is, it is what it is. Uh, I just didn't understand why uh, Ben Mendelssohn's office doesn't have security. Cause uh, Artemis <laughs> cameras or anything. Artemis was just <laughs> hanging out in his machine. They all walk yes. in there. She's just chilling, hiding behind a couch. Like I was. Yeah. Oh wow! It was also pretty convenient that his character is the last person in the world that uses sticky notes. Right. But he puts them. Puts his password. <laughs> right. in. But I think that was so funny because that is like how a, a huge generation of people that I know do their, use their passwords. Like my dad literally has a sticky note with all the passwords sitting right by his router at his house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just all of them there. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, that's kind of funny. Cause obviously either Spielberg or someone he knows that's the way that they actually, that's what they do it. I think I thought that was clever and silly. Obviously it's, it's super helpful, pushes the plot along or whatever, but I still thought it was kind of funny. And it, uh, and it, nod to- it goes along with his character a little bit. Cause he's, not a super technological guy. He do, he he doesn't like the game or whatever. So right, right. Kind of works. Yeah. I, ben Mendelsohn is an incredibly good actor, and he can play creepy like none other. As we saw in season one of Bloodline, I mean, he can really get under your skin. Yeah. And I felt like, again, in this movie, he was just mustache-twirling bad guy, corporate bad guy. Uh, I thought he was, was all kind right. Of, no. no, no, I think his performance is okay because he's a good actor, but there was no depth there at all. Everything was just pure evil all the time, and everything was just leering at the screen for That's me. True. So it's just kind of a bummer. Yep, totally agree. Uh, yeah, whatever. I, I don't know. I, that, that didn't that didn't bother me at all. Okay. I, 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 I just felt like it was he was like, again, this is an Amblin film there's a there's a moment at the very end of this movie where he gets in a car and has a line with his like whatever the enforcer throughout the entire movie and it's silly but it still feels like 
an Amblin movie. Like it feels like something that would happen in E.T. or uh, in one of these other, you know, more lighthearted, like you were saying, Daniel, like this is a lighthearted, fun callback to a lot of this stuff. The the film itself is, and then obviously there's actual like meta commentary within the film. There's like so many layers of this kind of like really just kind of joyous head back to the past of things that you've, you know, enjoyed. I just, I I thought it was really good. I, I really, I had a good time with it. I agree, and I don't want to come across overly negative because I, I still really liked it as well. I just could have loved it with just a little bit of tweaking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, but I did want to ask you guys, what did you think? And this, I guess, would have to be more towards Chris and Melody. Yeah. What did you think about the fact that Spielberg is a central character, not yeah. central, but an important character in the book? Yeah. And his work certainly is featured quite a bit. And that he had said, from what I've read in the brief time that I've been able to read after seeing the movie, that he couldn't direct his own own stuff about himself did that bother you that that was taken out did you feel like something was missing uh no i didn't because again like i thought they were very smart with the references what did you think melody did you feel like it was a whole world was missing no i mean i felt like there was so much missing i don't think that like that particular thing bothered me too badly i don't know well, I, I, I think, uh, obviously I didn't read the book, but it, it did feel a little weird. Like Spielberg is so such a, a deep part of pop culture and the 80s and all that, that to not yeah. really see any f- references to his work was a little weird because he, he would just be there so much. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. But again, you know, the DeLorean is there. That was a Steven Spielberg executive right. produced property and... I think the obviously that the, the uh, T Rex. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't say that that's not the Jurassic Park T Rex. I don't know. I, I think it, there, there's enough subtle stuff without it being again like you, you've got to pick and choose your battles here. You don't want this to feel bloated. So you've yeah. got to you've got to make a, a good choice about what's going to be in and what's not going to be in. And the stuff if you would have put all his stuff in, it would have felt too self referential. You would have thought, oh yeah, there he is again. I don't know. Yeah, and it has a lot of great stuff in it, Daniel. You're right about the number of Easter eggs. People are going to have a... Yeah. I mean, there are going to be articles and videos nonstop about this thing. I loved... One one that I really loved was... There's so many little things, but uh, I loved Goro from Mortal Kombat turning into an alien (laughs) chest burst. I thought that was great. And it... And another one that I really loved was when the Iron Giant falls in the lava and he gives the T2 thumbs yes. up. Yes, so good. So good. I sure. uh, loved it so much. And, and, I, that, and that was, go ahead, Chris. No, no, I was going to say, that, that's the kind of stuff that was so great about this. That's what made it not feel bloated. It was the Terminator wasn't in there doing it. It was they, the, the characters mm-hmm. themselves had knowledge of these properties and they were having fun. It's, it felt like what you and me and Josh, when we were playing Destiny, the stupid, silly things that we would refer as we were playing, it just kind of rolls off the tongue without it feeling like, oh, uh, here's an ad for Terminator 2 now. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it felt good. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. And this movie does, essentially from the time that Ben Mendelsohn's character confronts the um, the group and you kind of get the clear stakes after the first key is found from there to the end the movie has a good sense of momentum and pacing and and it's really really very exciting and it's hard to resist it it really is as as many problems as it had I found myself just having to give it give over to it probably more so it sounds like than, than melody but I, I just couldn't help myself I, I Spielberg 
he he just he's got a knack for it. Obviously, he's one of the and he's seventy one years old. It's crazy. That's crazy, people. Seventy one years old. If this were directed by a twenty six year old, Hollywood would be lighting itself on fire, calling them the next great visionary. And Spielberg does it, and we're just like, oh yeah, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. So just goes to show you how great he is. Yep, he really is. Yeah. All right, well, I think we've talked enough about Ready Player One. Obviously, uh, for the most part, uh, we, we really recommend you go see it in theaters. All right, well, thanks for joining us for this bonus episode. Stick with us. Follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter at ScreenersCast. want to hear from you guys, hear what you guys thought of Ready Player One. We will see you next time for our review of A Quiet Place. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.